For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hey, yo, yo, what up, what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you listen to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the show, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? I am hanging in there, as we uh, kind of discussed in our pre-production meeting. Dealing with back pain all week, but feeling a bit better today. Oh, man, yeah. Back pain is the worst. Um, you know, as we get older, we start to uh, feel the effects of life a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, I've had the back pain. I had the sciatica. Oh, nothing's worse than sciatica. If anybody out there is listening and uh, you've... You've heard the word sciatica, and you're like, oh, man, what the hell is this they're talking about? It's something that you don't ever want to know about. Uh, I had sciatica, and I couldn't get out of bed. Like, literally, my body would not allow me to get up out of bed to walk. <laughs> I had to muster up any kind of strength I could to go to the doctor's office to get there, and they gave me a, a shot of steroids to make the pain go away, and then I had to start doing physical therapy to uh, get my life back in order. So, yeah, back pain, sciatica is not something I would wish on anybody. But I digress. This week on I'm Probably Right, we are going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game, ESPN ranking their top 75 players, LeBron talking, and we're going to get into some Aaron Rodgers talk because I know y'all love it. You want to know so badly where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. We'll talk about it. But first up. So the NBA All-Star Weekend happened last week. I know you guys are going to hear this like a week later. We were just really busy this week. I couldn't get, couldn't get the show done this week until this Saturday, which we were recording. But last week, the NBA All-Star Game uh, happened. It was Team LeBron versus Team Durant, who actually didn't even play in the game. Durant didn't play. Uh, team LeBron won 163 to 160. Uh, very exciting game. I mean, at least the game was exciting because the weekend has gotten horrible like all-star weekend used to be like one of my favorite things in the world because you have the slam dunk competition the three-point you know challenge uh now they added in this the skills competition and and you know they do like the all-star the celebrity all-star game on friday night and and then they would also do the the rising stars um all-star game which is all the rookies and whatever but recently it's just it doesn't matter anymore. Like, the dunk contest is the absolute worst. I don't even know who won, Kevin. And, and here's the problem with the dunk contest. There's nothing new under the sun. Like, unless you're getting guys who can jump, pause in the air, drink a cup of coffee, and then dunk the ball and come down, you're just not going to get any real excitement anymore because these guys are just guys that, who can dunk. It's not like these guys are amazing dunkers, like Zach Levine, 
um, who who's the dude who was in Orlando and now he's in, with the Nuggets. Um, I forget his name. That dude was a phenomenal dunker, right? You get dunkers of years past: Kobe Bryant, uh, J.R. Ryder. Like you're getting you're getting some amazing Dwight Howard, you know, in his dunk contest years. This I don't even remember who's. Oh, you know who I remember? Um, Cole Cole Anthony. Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony. And the only reason I remember him is because this fool tried to dunk in some Timberlands. And if anybody's ever tried to play basketball in Timberlands, which nobody I know does because nobody I know is that damn dumb because they like their feet and they like uh, they don't like blisters. But you go to New York, you will see some dude in New York playing ball out in some Tims. You know somebody from New York who lives over here on the West Coast, you will see that dude outside playing some Tim's. I, you know, actually, I saw a dude playing some Tim's about four years ago. I took my son to play basketball uh, at a basketball court over here in, in the Valley, and there was a young man out there smoking weed, and in between, you know, his his weed session, he would come and play a little ball, and he had some Tim's on, and he was not successful at playing basketball. It just wasn't. It just wasn't in the cards, and I don't know if some Jordans or some actual basketball shoes would have made it better, but I know the Tims made it decidedly worse. So, only reason I remember Cole Anthony is because he put on some Tims and tried to dunk in them and wasn't successful at all. I mean, he 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 had a dunk, but it was just a whack dunk. It was just, yo, I'm dunking in Tims. Nobody really gave a damn because he couldn't do anything spectacular with the damn Tims on. Uh. And then you got the three-point contest. And, and, and people are talking about getting rid of the dunk contest. No, don't get rid of the dunk contest. Keep, keep it. You just got to wait for some generational dunkers to show up again. I mean, that's just what we need. We need people who are extremely, extremely talented to come back in this. I mean, can you imagine if Zion Williamson, who is I – mean, before he got to the league, before he got to Duke, that dude had – uh, Instagram. He was like the, one of the most famous people on Instagram, dunking all over these little white boys in South Carolina. <laughs> like he looked like Godzilla just attacking the country of China. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Can you imagine Zion being in the dunk contest? That's what I want to see. Like Zion get in there. I would love. Man, it would be so dope if LeBron would jump into it. But I mean, you know, he's a little older now. But if LeBron would jump into a dunk contest because he's never ever been in one. And I understand why, but I also hate why. Because LeBron is bigger than the dunk contest. But you got to, we need to see like LeBron. Did. I mean, Jordan did it. Kobe did it. LeBron is just, I, I know his people, like, there's nothing for him to win. Nothing for him to lose. Because if he messes around and doesn't win, then that's just another L that he adds to, you know, the championship losses that people always want to bring up about him. And, and we're going to talk about a little bit more LeBron in, in just a second. But I think you keep the dunk contest. Three-point contest is is cool, too. Carl Anthony Towns won. What? How did Carl Anthony Towns win the three-point contest? I have no idea, but he did. Um, and then the game. The game was amazing because they've got that, uh, I forget what they call it, the Elam, the Elam rule where the first three quarters are, uh, they take the, the, whoever wins, they don't, they don't keep up. I guess they, they don't, they start over every quarter and then they get to a target score in the fourth quarter. And that's what team has to get to, to win the game. I'm, I'm still not even sure exactly how it goes, but it makes for some entertaining basketball because that fourth quarter, these guys play hard. Play hard and ball out. And, I mean, hell, Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry went for 50 in the All-Star game. 50! 
He had 16 threes. It was insane to watch. Insane. But, you know, LeBron couldn't have that. I mean, not because the game was in Cleveland. And so, you know, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, who was also born in, in, uh, in Ohio. You know, people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Steph Curry was born in Ohio. LeBron James, born in Ohio. We all know that. Uh, but Steph Curry was going off, uh, you know, 50 points, ended up with the MVP. But LeBron hit the game-winning shot. You could tell LeBron, the game, it was the last bucket. They, were, they, were, they needed two points. LeBron got the ball on the wing. Zach Levine guarding him. And LeBron turned around, faded away, game. It was fantastic way to end the game because that's what the GOAT does. And by GOAT, I mean greatest of all time. Because during this All-Star weekend, they did the NBA 75 presentation where they brought all the players out and everything. And they said they didn't rank him. But, of course, who was the last person to come out? Michael Jordan. And why was he the last person? Because Michael Jordan wasn't there basically all day. He flew in because his racing team had a race, so Michael Jordan was there. That's what he's saying. He got there late so that they had to put the guards last, and then Michael Jordan got to be the last person. I ain't buying that. But ESPN decided to rank the 75 because the NBA put out their 75 list, and, you know, there's, you know, when everybody does a list, it's just people, for, it's just, so people can argue and have something to talk about at the barbershop, something to talk about with their friends, something to talk about at home, something to watch on these TV shows. They put out the list. Uh, but NBA didn't rank them. ESPN decided to rank them. And, of course, they went with number one, right? Number one was Michael Jordan. Number two was LeBron James. We've had this conversation many times, many years. I don't know how else to break it down for people and, and get people to understand. Michael Jordan is one of the most entertaining basketball players of all time. I mean, I, 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 for him to be in the conversation as, as uh, the GOAT or the greatest of all time is, 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 is valid, right? He's one of the most entertaining players we've ever seen. He came at a time where the league was not, I mean, I'll say Larry Bird and Magic Johnson brought it back. I mean, I was I was too young to really know exactly what they did, but I've watched the documentaries. I've, I've seen the stories. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson came and and brought some real storyline back to the NBA, brought some entertainment to it. Michael Jordan came in and was the most athletic dude, the most different cat. That, like, besides Jules Irvin, Jules Irvin was kind of Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan came in and put it all together. Brought in the swag, the 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 tennis shoes, the, the hype, the whole deal came in and put it all together. And he carries a bit of nostalgia for people. But Michael Jordan, at no time in his career, could Michael Jordan defend five positions on the court. Michael Jordan was never leading this team in assists. Michael Jordan was never leading this team in rebounds. Michael Jordan scored a lot of points, but he had other people on his team to do all the, all the other dirty work. And that's my gripe when people talk about Michael Jordan as the best or the greatest. How? When he wasn't the greatest at, at damn near everything. LeBron James is on his teams the greatest at just about everything he does. He's a scorer, which isn't even his, his best attribute as a basketball player. He's a great passer and his court vision is second to none. He's, he leads his team in assists. He's led his team in rebounds. He's been in the finals where he's led his team in every major statistical category. Michael Jordan never. Michael Jordan could never. Michael Jordan couldn't, couldn't guard five positions on the court. 
LeBron James can. In a pinch, he can start the center for you and 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 hold it down. He he was guarding D Rose back in D Rose's heyday when they needed somebody to stop him when he was with the Heat. LeBron James has taken far less talent to to the, uh, to the finals than Michael Jordan ever could. Everybody likes to talk about the six six and zero oh in the finals. Yeah, but what about all the times he was he was getting his ass whooped before he ever got to the first finals? And then when he started going to finals, who the hell was he playing? He played a beat-up Lakers team with uh, Magic Johnson in his second-to-last year, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar gone, James Worthy hurt, Byron Russell hurt. I mean, not Byron Russell, Byron Scott hurt. Then, who did they play after that? Uh, uh, so so they, they got the Lakers. Then they got the Portland Trail Blazers with Clyde Drexler and Kevin Duckworth and, and Terry Porter? What? Then they got the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns with Charles Barkley. Dan Marley. Danny Ainge. Kevin Johnson. That was that's who that's who the Bulls were beating their first three times. Then he takes a year off of basketball, a complete year and a half, year and a half off, where he doesn't play basketball. He's playing baseball, riding around in buses, and, and hitting 200, 210 for his average. Comes back and loses as soon as he gets back. Loses to the Orlando Magic. Why? Because Orlando Magic had a better team. Michael Jordan never won unless he had the better team. That's just how it goes in any of these things. So LeBron gets, gets hail for... Losing in the finals. Well, when you don't have the best team, how are you supposed to win? Well, Jordan always made it happen. No, Jordan always had the better team. There was never a finals series where Jordan was not the favorite, where the Bulls were not the favorite. Why? Because they had the better team. No, they just had Jordan. That's what made it the favorite. No, they had the better team. And when he didn't have the better team, he did not win. And that's why I'll always say LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. He's played in a more talented league. Michael Jordan, man, every team right now has an Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> every team right now has two damn good stars. And and every hell, you could look at the just look at the positions. You've got centers who in Michael Jordan's day, wouldn't dare take a shot at the three-point line. Now you got centers in the top. Hell, Carl Anthony Towns just won the three-point contest. When, when would you ever see this in Michael Jordan's day? You got centers dribbling the ball up court. You got centers with so much skill and agility, it's not even funny. So for LeBron to dominate an era of basketball where everybody's skills have just came up immensely, and for this dude to be in this league and go to 10 straight finals when everybody's got skill, everybody can shoot, everybody can dribble, that speaks more volume to me. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. But I can listen to people say that Michael Jordan is great. They're wrong, but I can listen to him. And then you got Kobe Bryant who was in the in the who ended up at number 10 in ESPN's rankings. And there's been people complaining about that. And Kobe should be in the GOAT talk. Rest his soul. But y'all got to stop this. We got to stop this Kobe Bryant is on the same level of Jordan and LeBron because that's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful to, to LeBron. It's disrespectful to Jordan. It's disrespectful to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think is, is a greater player than Kobe Bryant. 
Like, I, hell, I would take Kevin. I would take Kevin Durant over Kobe Bryant. I'd take Giannis Antetokounmpo over Kobe Bryant. It's just I thought Kobe Bryant was great. He's the closest thing we've seen to an uh, to an impression or embodiment of Michael Jordan, but he just wasn't efficient. Who who has missed the most shots in NBA career history? It's Kobe Bryant. How how are you putting somebody in, in the grace of all time, the dude who shot the most, missed the most, he's taken the most shots, missed the most shots for his career ever. That's just, he was a really great player. He's not the greatest of all time. But you can't tell Kobe fans that because Kobe fans, they love him to death. And I mean, the way that the man passed away is tragic. So he's beloved in people's hearts even more. But you got to be real about it. 10 is a nice spot for him to be. I don't even know if I'd have him at 10. So let me pull up this uh, this top 10. Okay, so we got number one, Michael Jordan. Uh, number two, LeBron James. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which I agree with. Number four, Magic Johnson. Still in agreement. I think Magic Johnson is one of the greatest team basketball players of all time. The court vision is where LeBron gets it from. I mean, he could see the court like none other. His passes were phenomenal. He just never could really shoot. And then when he learned how to shoot, he was even greater, right? I mean, he's a career 19-point-a-game, you know, uh, average seven rebounds, 11 assists. Man, come on. Magic is is number four to me. And he's, he's LeBron and Magic and Anthony Hardaway are my favorite players of all time just because I like big guard to pass and score. Um, number five, Wilt Chamberlain. See that? Number six, Bill Russell. Yeah. Number seven, Larry Bird. Yeah. This is where this is where it starts to get starts to get long. Now I understand in his time, Larry Bird was ridiculous, but I don't want to hear nobody talk about no damn Larry Bird being better than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant should be <laughs> number seven. Okay, that dude is a seven foot sniper, ball handling, three point, mid range. Plays defense. He is, no, put Kevin Durant up there, number seven. Tim Duncan, number eight. I can agree with that. I can put Tim Duncan in there. Number nine, Oscar Robinson. Robertson. <sighs> Again, I, I mean, I didn't really watch the man play. I've seen the documentaries. I've seen all the black and whites and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I know about the triple-double, you know, for the seasons. Um, yeah, I think I got to put Shaq. I, you got to put Shaq up in there. It's missing Shaq. You're missing Kevin Durant. And for me, Akeem Olajuwon would be in there, and then I would have Kobe. I'd have Kobe above, you know, Oscar Robertson, and uh, I'd have him above Larry Bird. I'd take Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson, Robertson out, put in Shaquille O'Neal, put in Akeem Olajuwon and Kevin Durant, and then I'd go with Kobe. And right after Kobe, I'd have Giannis. Giannis, by the time he's done, it's going to be it's going to be insane. Giannis, and and, and, and also you're going to talk about by the time they're done, LeBron James is going to be leading in. He's going to be like top five in every category. How is that not the greatest of all time? If the objective of basketball is to score and stop people from scoring, he does it better than anybody else could do on a court at one time. Plain and simple. Might not be the flashiest, might not be the funnest to watch, but the dude just got it done. So when we're gonna talk about the goats, I like the conversation, Jordan, LeBron, but come on, man. 
It's LeBron. And and stop being disrespectful to LeBron, Jordan, and, uh, and, and Kareem. Those are the three, and then everybody else is right after them. Everybody else is not in the same room with those cats. Then you got LeBron talking up a storm this weekend at the All-Star game. Like, sometimes it's just, just do just, and this is why I, lo- I love LeBron, but sometimes he just gets on this, these rants and talking, and, you know, he had the Super Bowl where he was congratulating Les Snead and how he loved the dude's shirt and whatever because he was, because Les Snead wore some shirts saying, uh, you know, fuck those picks. And LeBron was like, that's my kind of GM. I guess it was supposed to be, people were making out that it was a shot at Rob Palenka because Rob Palenka was trying to hold on to, the 27th pick in a couple of years or something because they didn't want to trade Russell Westbrook or something like that. I don't know. But LeBron does this. He talks in, you know, he talks in codes and in subtweets and all that stuff. And so he was doing that with the Super Bowl. And then he was talking about how, you know, he wouldn't rule out going back to Cleveland. And we're like, the Lakers are like, huh? Like you're in a contract for next year, and we are definitely going to try to sign you for a couple more if you want to play. And you know he's saying I'm a I'm a I'm a cab at heart, and you know I'm the door's not closed on coming back here. And then he's talking about how he would love to play his, you know, he wants to play his last year with his son wherever Bronny's at. He's going to be there, and I don't know how to tell LeBron this, but from what I've seen and what I heard, um, wherever Bronny's going to be at, or if LeBron wants to be where Bronny's going to be at, he might be overseas. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think Brody's ranked like 43rd in his junior class for basketball players. Now, he could make some kind of leap next year and, and turn out to be in the top 30s. But even in the top 30s, that ain't the dudes who's getting drafted in the first round. Now, LeBron could, you know, of course, LeBron's going to try to hold some sway and get his son drafted somewhere, wherever he wants his son to be drafted, you know. But. Other than that, I mean, other than some nepotism, I don't know. I mean, I talked to my son. Hey, hey, shout out to my son. Um, hope he's listening. He is playing in the city finals today in L.A. We made it, baby. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but my son was like, yeah, bro, he's, he's pretty good. He's not great or anything. You know what I'm saying? He's not even the best player on his on his team. But, I, you know, it sounds like a cool deal. It would be nice because I don't think there's ever been a father-son duo to play in the NBA. I mean, there's been brothers. Like, I guess uh, – Rick Barry played, and then he had his sons, uh, Brent. Uh, who else? I think Brent played, and there was another Barry uh, who played. I think maybe Drew. Drew was in the league for a while. Oh, John Barry. John Barry was in the league for a while. They became a really good analyst, and I don't know where the hell he's at now. Um, and then you had the Waltons. I mean, you had Luke Walton uh, and his dad, Bill Walton. But you've never had them play at the same time. So I think that would be really dope to see it happen. I just... I just don't know how it's going to happen because I don't know if, if the son is that good. And it sucks because all this pressure is coming on this kid. Uh, you know, people just – it's been this topic of news stories all week. Well, Bron wants to play with Bronny, but Bronny ain't really that good. And, and it got to suck for the kid to hear this all the time, people talking about him and the weight of the world. But it can't suck too much because the kids have had it. I mean, he's, by all accounts, he's had to have had a damn good life. I mean, your father's damn near a billionaire. You live, you go to Sierra Canyon, you live in the, the dopest of houses, you travel all around the world. I mean, I know money don't make everybody's life great. But damn, I'd love to find out. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. So we got more Aaron Rodgers news. Aaron Rodgers. He's starting to turn into, like, you know, a caricature. 
right? I mean, he's always was first. He was like the really the smart dude, the 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 most talented quarterback we'd seen, but just couldn't ever, you know, get over the hump with Green Bay. And for me, I've never really given him. I've always said that I thought he was the best quarterback I've ever seen outside until Patrick Mahomes showed up. Um, I think Tom Brady's the most accomplished, but I always thought Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes were the better QBs. If I had to have one, I'd take them. However, um, over these last couple of years, I'm starting to feel a little different about it because I think that Aaron Rodgers has become starting to show how arrogant he is, and maybe that's a flaw in him that doesn't allow him to succeed um, as much as you would think that a guy that with his talents would. But now he's starting, you know, he did the whole COVID thing where he lied about it. And I say he's trash because when people lie about being vaccinated, you're just trash. Just tell us you ain't vaccinated. I mean, it's just that simple. But don't try to have your cake and eat it too. You want to be, you know, with the woke people, but you also want to be with the sleeping people too. Like, no, you don't want to be vaccinated. Just say you ain't vaccinated, dog. Be Kyrie. Kyrie said he didn't, he wasn't getting vaxxed, and people killed him for a bit, but at least he's still on the principle. No, Aaron Rodgers didn't want to get vaxxed, but he didn't want you to know that he didn't want to get vaxxed, so he lied about it, and then when you find out about it, he tried to say, don't cancel me. That's not how it goes, man. People people going to cancel you if you're a liar. People going to try to cancel you, but actually, he didn't even get canceled because... He plays football, and America loves the hell out of some football players, especially right now. We got half the country who's like, don't get vaxxed. We got the other half who's like, get vaxxed, and yada, 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 right? So Aaron Rodgers has this season. Well, last season, he held the Green Bay Packers, you know, over the barrel, basically talking about whether he's going to retire, if he's going to come back, and they held his rights, so he really had no choice. You know, people were thinking that he was going to get traded somewhere. I'm like, why the hell would the Green Bay Packers trade the NFL MVP why would they do that? They don't have to. He's under contract for like the next three years. What sense would that make? So he came back, you know, expectedly and won the MVP again, deservedly. I mean, the man had, what, 37 touchdowns to four interceptions? I think he had four interceptions this season. That's ridiculous. He deserved the MVP. And then he got beat by my 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how he could ever live that down. In Green Bay, where they were only able to put up, I want to say, 13 points. That's that you you, you can't do that because I mean, even though you're you're talented and the whole deal, uh, people are always going to try to say Brady would have found a way to do it. Brady would have found a way to get it done, and Aaron Rodgers has just not found ways to get it done. But now he's doing the whole millennial thing where he's tweeting all day and and instagram posts and these cryptic posts and things like that so i guess what was this five days ago he put out some post and it's 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 a it's a gratitude right it's gratitude is the wine this is on instagram gratitude is the wine for the soul go on get drunk here's some monday night gratitude for some incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year shailene woodley that's his girlfriend right or was his girlfriend. Thanks for letting me chase after you for the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you've shown me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and, and am grateful for you. To the men I got to share the QB room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan Love, Kurt Bent, Kurt Benkert, you guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, Ada Cobb, Randall Cobb, Frankie Shebby, David Bakhtari, 
I love every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. To my teammates, past and current, you're the icing on the beautiful cake we all call our job, football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I'm so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. What the hell is he talking about? Like, why? What? See, and this is what these millennials do. They post this stuff, and he ain't even no millennial. But they post this stuff, and we're supposed to pick through it and figure out what the hell he's talking about. And the Green Bay Packers are like, why does he sound like he's breaking up with this? Because he can't break up with this because we got a contract. And it's the same thing that they were saying last year when they're like, well, he's going to redo, he's going to come back, and they're going to they're gonna redo the contract, and we'll we'll talk about what happens after this season. But exactly what happened is what I said was going to happen at the beginning when we started doing this show. He's going to ball out, and the Packers are going to say, yo, why the hell would we let go of an MVP? We've got you under contract. There's no reason for us to do this, especially if the guy behind him in Jordan Love, if they don't think he's ready or he's that guy. Why would they acquiesce to Rodgers' wishes? And he's talking about thanks for the memories. You about to be making some more memories, dog. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, you ain't going nowhere. There is no reason on earth, if I'm the Packers, I'm letting go of Aaron Rodgers or trading him. He is our best chance of winning, and he is locked in for a contract. End of story. You either retire and play nowhere, or you play here in the frozen tundra. That's it. This is a non-story. So I don't want to, I mean, I hate that I even had to talk about this because he posted this thing and people are like, well, what's he talking about? Is he going to be with Green Bay? Is he leaving Green Bay? No, he's, he's got two options. He's either retiring or every little step he takes will be around Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's it. And they still got a chance, even though, like I've said before, playing in Green Bay, having an MVP quarterback who the best thing he does is throw the football is not a home field advantage when your most meaningful games are going to be played in sub-zero weather and snow when the ball is feels like a damn bowling ball and this guy's expertise is throwing this thing, that, that's not a home field advantage. Like, every team, every stadium, every NFL stadium should have a dome. They should be playing in good weather. That just equalizes the game. Why do, does anybody want snow or rain it's not fun i've played football games in the snow it looks fun for you guys watching when you're playing it sucks it's cold like it's really cold it's hard to run it's hard to stop it's hard to do everything catch the ball oh my god get a dome if the green Bay packers had a dome i guarantee they would have won more championships than they have with aaron Rodgers. but the fact that this guy has to play his most meaningful games in inclement weather, they're they're at a disadvantage. They're at a disadvantage when it comes time for home field. So I don't really care about this this Aaron Rodgers story. He's gonna be back in Green Bay. Don't believe all this stuff that's going around and he'll retire. Or whatever. No, no, no. He's gonna play football. He'll be back in Green Bay. They'll make it work. Devontae Adams will be back. They'll run it back again. And they won't go to the Super Bowl again because they'll play their playoff games in Green Bay, because they'll have a good record. They'll get the home field advantage, and they'll lose to a better football team who can run the ball. And that's just what it's going to be. So no more tweets, Aaron Rodgers. No more IG stories. I don't want to hear them. I don't care. Just chill. 
stop being all millennial, man. And I guess he broke up with his girlfriend, and, you know, that sucks. Shaylee Woodley, good-looking girl, great actress. But he went on Instagram trying to get her, you know, talking about, oh, maybe we can get back together. Oh, God, who does this? Don't do this through public lens. That's some pride. Do behind closed doors. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Don't be hating. Kevin Cleveland, thank you so much for running the show. We'll see you all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.